0: Medicine is one of the most difficult, fast-paced, yet rewarding paths you can take. You can set out on your own and navigate the student loans, the bureaucracies, and systems that define a typical medical career. Or you can apply for the U.S. Army's Health Professions Scholarship Program and launch yourself into a medical career like no other. Your tuition will be completely covered, and when you graduate med school, you'll learn from and work with some of the most elite minds in medicine. That's the Army difference. Learn more and apply today at GoArmy.com slash HPSP.
1: It's time to unravel the hidden mysteries of the universe. Time to uncover the truth hidden beneath the veil of lies. Time to transport your mind from the perverted matrix and connect with your higher consciousness into the world of the divine paradigm. The divine paradigm. The divine paradigm. And now your hosts of The Divine Paradigm, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson.
0: Aloha welcome to Divine Paradigm on KCOR at KCORradio.com. And I am your host, Janet Kira Lesson, with my co-host, Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson, our producer today is Tina Marie and our very special guest is Caroline Corey. Caroline is a filmmaker, futurist, international speaker and a visionary author of best-selling books on consciousness and quantum healing. As a child and throughout her life, Corey has had numerous other encounters which led her to become deeply connected to spirituality, the study of consciousness and the mechanics of the universe. In 2008, Corey founded Omnium Media, a consciousness-based entertainment and media platform for the creation of digital apps, healing videos, and higher awareness feature films. Her latest documentary film is called ET Contact, They Are Here, which studies the science of contact and otherworldly realities and has so far won three awards and four official selections at film festivals across the nation. In addition to writing and producing, Corey has appeared as a guest expert on supernatural phenomenon at major conferences and television shows, including History Channel's most popular series, Ancient Aliens. And, Sash, would you like to say anything before we bring on Caroline?
2: Uh, we've had lots and lots of uh, testimonials, uh, witnesses, uh, a, a, all kinds of uh, ancient literature that point to the thing that uh, that finally Caroline has proven now that we have uh, DNA uh, analysis. And so this is a really exciting program because this is the evidence that we've all been waiting for.
0: And welcome to our show, Caroline.
3: Oh, Janice, thanks for having me. Hi, Sasha. That was a great intro. Thank you so much. Oh,
0: thank you. (laughs) That's your bio. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I'm I'm an experiencer, too. Uh, just to give you a little heads up here, and Dr. Lisson and I have worked with, you know, hundreds if not thousands of experiencers. Um, Dr. Lisson's been a, um, a hypnotherapist since the 60s, and he was a, he worked with John Mack, and they, they studied together under Stan Groff, and he was there when John was uncovering, you know, some of the mysteries of the early experiencers that were coming through his sessions. So that's a little bit of our background. But tell
3: us. Yes, About your- that's great. So we're we're a perfect match. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So for me, uh, you know, I, I started having um, an ex- first I want to call it uh, conscious contact experience happened at the age of five, and so for me, I I'm not coming from the angle of having seen UFOs or having had the experience um, of being on a spaceship per se. So that, that's, that's not the, my background, but, um, for me, it actually started at the age of five, uh, when I encountered a group of beings and they were just, uh, light beings. So, um, and they just showed up in the living room. Um, and we started communicating telepathically. Um, And so I realized at that time that I could perceive the subtle energy very clearly. So in other words, I could not just uh, see them with my, you know, human eyes, but I could Mm -hmm. kind of tap into their consciousness. In other words, uh, without having any preparation, obviously, I could kind of understand and know where they came from and I could... uh, 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 you know, convert all of the uh, telepathic messages that they were sending me. And we were communicating back and forth for a while. And so uh, at that time, they kind of told me that we come from a similar lineage and we were going to be connected uh, throughout my life, my human life. And the way we were going to communicate was going to be specifically in this way, meaning telepathically, And that's why they wanted me to be very conscious of what was happening, uh, so that I could remember and ask for it to kind of stay with me uh, my entire life. And so I noticed that I was, that I was perceiving, uh, like holographic geometric, uh, shapes and patterns as they were speaking. And as I was replying back, so. At, at a very young age, I kind of started to understand that there are there's more than what we're seeing around us, obviously, you know, and there are and there's, yeah. a, <laughs> and there's a different way of communicating. like you don't necessarily have to communicate with human language. Uh, so that transfer and the, the entire message uh, obviously stayed very clearly in my mind. But what happened was since that time, I continued having different experiences and, and communicating and meeting different types of beings throughout my life. But the mo, I think what happened for me, because it, it came at such a young age and it was so conscious, I didn't talk about it and I wanted to understand how it happened. Like. How was it possible, you know, for my five-year-old human brain to be able to see these beings when nobody else could, to hear uh, telepathic communication when actually everybody spoke with the human language. So I was very intrigued at a very young age to understand the mechanics of it all. And of course, the science. And so, Uh, That's why later on when I grew up, obviously, I wanted to develop a whole methodology to understand, you know, the fabric of of the unified field itself that allowed this contact to happen.
0: So what have you found? Have you discovered how telepathy works? Because I, too, started out with, you know, very strong telepathy communication, Uh, and and I have encountered many, many, many different beings, including what the, the ones that you're describing, the ones that are not really corporeal. They're kind of yeah. formless or light beings or energetic beings. Uh, so, anyway, I, I guess I'm getting ahead. I'll let you unfold the story, but that's one of my <laughs> questions that I want to well, one of the
2: hypo- Some of the people have said, uh, and I put this out as a hypothesis, they remote view from the other person's head, mm. something like that.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's also possible. I know that that could be done as well. But uh, for me, I mean, there's several things that happens. First of all, it's it's a match. It's a vibrational match, as you well know, it's a frequency range. So that's why two people, two beings can communicate and nobody else could have any clue because they're not tuned into the same kind of radio channel, if you will. And so... You know, and so, so, so there's that match. It's a frequency match, but also what to me, what the biggest discovery, that I think, you know, that kind of ties it all in together was I eventually understood and I could, because I I could perceive the, the, the subtle energy clearly. So I could, I kind of perceived the actual structuring of consciousness itself, And also how, how, you know what I mean? Like the actual, like, what is it made of and how does it behave? How does it work? And more importantly, like within what, um, in what, what's the medium in which it operates, which means the unified field. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so because of that, I, I mean, eventually, you know, after years and years and years, obviously, um, i I kind of uh i saw and i eventually discovered the algorithm if you will of uh the space uh what we call the earth plane meaning the space that holds the earth together and beings together and it's it's like a grid it's like a cosmic grid i call it the planetary grid because every grid every planet has a grid and what happens is that this grid the actual structuring and patterning of that that grid has a very specific um you know obviously geometry and alignment there's it's actually three grids within one grid so it's very complex it's not just you know like north and south you know it's it's a lot more complex than that but what happens is that i realize that it's all about coherence so the human brain is coherent with this grid that is around the planet. And that is how the brains are all connected. I mean, what we call the collective consciousness is not some, you know, some abstract, you know, concept out there. It's a real actual physical phenomenon, because um, it's kind of like this, this grid, this network of, of fibers, it's actually made of kind of like if you could imagine photons of light creating this cosmic web and that web is coherent with every human brain but also it has the all the ranges like all the what people call dimensions but also the frequencies so that when you are uh, when you, yeah so when you're physical uh, Caroline,
2: brain, yeah I, I just I, I, let me just stop before you go on because this is really uh, when that means that the people that were on Mars, uh, that uh, were born on Mars, that lived on Mars, the Maldekans and uh, and the uh, indigenous Martians and so forth, would have a different uh, grid than those on on, uh, on on Earth. Is that is that yes. how that works?
3: Yes. Yeah, so there is a there is a grid uh, that's what makes a Martian a Martian because their brain is kind of coherent with that particular grade grid. grid um, and uh, the people on Saturn or Jupiter. And so that's the, so, so, and then, so let's say a Martian comes over here. They have to kind of adjust to, To uh, their frequency back to this this grid this this algorithm and so that's the reason why like we don't right away uh to me it's kind of like the ultimate jet lag you know because you know it's like you know your brain is so uh the geometry of the brain and the structuring and the patterning of the human brain is so perfectly coherent with this particular grid that it, it doesn't know how to adjust very quickly to a Martian brain or a brain from the Pleiades or what have you. However, if you know, or if you, uh, see this geometry and this hologram, you see that there are zero points. They're like, they're like vortex points, you know, if you will, that, you know, like, Uh, center points that holds this hologram together. And when these zero points are perfectly aligned with the geometry of uh, the web, the, the planetary grid, what happens is that you can do both. You can communicate from human to human, but you are now tapping into a much bigger range, which means all of the, if, if you can imagine that every planetary grid is then contained with a bigger galactic grid, which is then contained with a universal grid. And so if you know how to align your brain channels in a particular way, then it's almost like all of these zero points, these pathways open you up, not just to uh, the humans, but the, to any being within the universe
2: wow. that's how that's it, wait, that's, how it you've, you've, that's wonderful that's, that's that's the physical explanation of a whole akashic record phenomenon
3: wow and i question. have it yeah and go
2: ahead
3: sorry honey.
0: i have a quick question because like, this is something very relevant to what happened to me i was communicating with, with a um reptilian from age about four till 12 and i think he was trying to uh, align our grids but it wasn't happening and i i perceived it as he was trying to suck my soul out of my third eye chakra (laughs) my crown chakra and i was terrified i'd run away and with my heart pounding meanwhile he's back there going well that didn't work how can i do this another way and so we kept having encounters they would like block my brain my you know they would like erase that memory so i would go back to the same place (laughs) yeah (laughs) over and over Wondering, why am I doing Groundhog Day? And then finally, when I was around 12, I said, well, I'm not going back. So I guess he gave up. But then later, when I was journaling about him, he started communicating with me telepathically. And apparently, in my, you know, I've, I've learned how to communicate in this grid. Maybe it was me having to learn. It, yeah. and it wasn't really him doing anything. But yeah. uh, anyway, I just wanted to just say that because it solved a lifelong mystery for me. Like, what was going on? I don't like to see these as eat evil and so when i did therapy with dr lesson here i went oh that was he wasn't evil i I got his heart and his soul it was not evil yeah so i don't like being racist against different species and say well they're reptilian they're automatically evil no that wasn't what (laughs) was going on so well thank you for explaining something that's been a personal mystery for me for you know over 50 years (laughs) thank you so much
2: (laughs) so it's it's a matter of of will you can uh Decide whether you're going to uh, observe at at the grid of the planet, the solar system, uh, the galaxy, or more. You, you like you can try you. You have some kind of control over the traveling that you do. Do I absolutely. get
3: you right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, uh, Sasha, it's like a you know a Russian doll. So if you align the small doll with the bigger one, the bigger one, the bigger one, they all like mm-hmm. whatever the small one does, the much the larger one knows about it because there's it's like a one alignment, one flow, one pathway. But if the smaller doll, uh, doll, not doll, the smaller doll is sideways, you know, it's only. Concerned with outside itself, with what the neighbor is doing, or with what people think of me, or you know, very uh, lower frequency that is not connected to the collective, to the higher consciousness, to the cosmic intelligence. You know, then that lower, the smaller doll is just kind of separated. It's like it's too, it's it's uh, uh, plugged into nothing. You know, so that's the idea, and that's the training I. Realize that when you train your brain to just align perfectly uh, with the planetary grid that opens you up to all the other grid instantaneously so that you could be communicating telepathically with somebody on the other side of the earth. but also somebody who's on the plate at the Pleiades like he does they don't have to be here. Because uh, as you go through this alignment, it's as if you are aligning all the zero points, all the vortex points in one line. So and once once you are inside that, that zero point, that uh, black hole, it's actually like a black hole, there is no time and space. So the guy could be talking at, you know, millions of light years away and you could hear him right here, and you know exactly what happened. So that's why we don't know. Sometimes people say, um, you know, I'm communicating this, you know, this Pleiadian, for example, being is here. We don't know, the being is not necessarily here, but the communication is definitely arriving instantaneously on the earth. Does that make sense?
2: Uh, It's certainly the same as the phenomenological uh, perspective. Yes, I, this is wonderful. So you, you, you can choose your level. Uh, uh, can you be in more than one place at the same time uh, with the, the way you're when you open up, or are you just at one place?
3: no of course you know because you are and the thing is i just want to tell the um you guys and those who are listening that um you know we finally i I created the actual visuals of this whole hologram so people can have a a a sense of what it looks like and what it feels like when you look at it yeah so because I, you know, we found the algorithm. Okay, how does it work? You know, and so, um, so these three grids are, uh, like I said, intersecting at specific points. Uh, so there's, uh, so there's kind of different points that lead you to different locations in the universe. And so, so sometimes you want to connect to, uh, and, and that also explains a lot. Why people are where they are geographically on on the earth? Because they're probably close to a zero point or, or a vortex point that that is the closest to where they need to be communicating. you know? Where are they tapping yeah. to? You know what I mean? Are they tapping into uh, the Pleiades or are they going to you know uh, tapping into Arcturian consciousness or what have you?
0: Well, that makes sense.
2: Lots of sense.
0: Right. Well, have you? are you familiar with Nassim Harriman's uh, research? Because yours uh, sounds pretty much like what he's discovered. He calls it the singularity, he calls it the zero point.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I know Nassim, I mean, I know his work, uh, it's slightly Uh different. I think mine is a lot more detailed, uh, Uh especially in terms of how it works, uh, in terms of uh, consciousness, you know what I mean? Like in terms of actual experience. Um, so yeah, so, so that's why, you know, to help people, uh, kind of get a sense of that is, you know, I, I created the visuals and in fact, um, we created the um, um, what do you call that? Like a, like the script for uh, like a software script that you apply that you can apply on Google Earth, and you can see the actual uh, grid around the planet live. So you so you can kind of see all the oh, cool. yeah yeah. Is, is
2: it shifting or is it uh, is it uh, is it in motion?
3: Yeah. 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 So, oh, oh you mean the grid itself, no, oh, you mean it doesn't yes. move, it moves with the planet that that's the point. So it, it's kind of, it doesn't, I mean, because it, because it's the consciousness, uh, it's kind of like the space around the planet. So if the planet is, is rotating, it rotates with it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So, and I is usually show that and, you know, when I go to the as, go ahead,
0: is the grid the same as the morphogenic field?
3: Um, I think it's more than that. I think it's, um, it's more, um, the, the, the grid system or the structuring of, of space that holds, um, all of the information together so that consciousness can function so that, you know, intelligent life can, can function, but also, um, it it also allows. Uh, I said there are three grids within this grid. So one of the grids allows for this communication. Uh, one of the grids allow um, uh, is the time space continuum, which so, which is a completely different grid. Um, and that is what allows you to have a, a, feeling that you are going through space and time, you know? So, right. so when you're on the earth, you know, you get a sense, oh, you know, I'm going forward in space and forward in time or backwards, but actually it's this grid that gives you that experience. And also another grid within this grid is the, um, is the transport, uh, system, and that's how you actually physically transport yourself. Not not like a consciousness. You know, when you're communicating telepathically, you don't physically go anywhere. But if you were to teleport, um, or if it were a UFO, well, they'd be using the those um, zero points within the grid. So it's a lot. I think it's a lot more complex than just that field. You know what I mean? Yes, uh-huh. um, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, I, I just uh, this is uh, so. I I had interviewed Ome Omec, and she had talked about coming from Venus, coming out in a, a portal in um, in Tibet, and having to go through several years of training so she could operate uh, a, a a body here in uh, in this grid.
3: Yeah, exactly. Confirms what That's- you've been saying. Yeah. That, but So that's what, that's what, uh, you know, incarnation is about, like, that's how it works. We can't, we don't just show up. Obviously. I mean, the, we think the baby obviously just showed up, <laughs> but, but the consciousness really? came from somewhere, you know, like, so, you know, maybe you came from series B, somebody else came from the Pleiades, somebody else came from, you know, and so, but how does the consciousness actually travel? I mean, so we think that, you know, yes, it's instantaneous, but the space, the container is organized. You know, space is not chaotic. There there are universal laws, as you know, you know, there's laws that makes it... um, if I'm if I'm starting out, let's say as a Pleiadian on Pleiades and I say, hey, you know, I want to go down to planet Earth and become a human for a while. So how does that work? I don't necessarily put myself in a spaceship. I mean, that's that's a different way. But if I want to be born on the earth in the in the you know, the body of a human baby, my consciousness. Uh, travels and arrives to uh, the earth plane within this grid and so because it has it had a different configuration it was adapted to the Pleiadian grid system and so on and so forth it needs to be recalibrated it needs to be readjusted and reconfigured so that so there's a you know, a gradual training period and like, um, you know, where you get used to, you don't just jump in usually right away in human body. You come closer to the planet, especially if you started off somewhere far away in the universe. Uh, It's a very, it's a huge gap. I mean, like, that's why the light beings are light. They can't just materialize because their bodies is just so different. It takes, you know, forever to materialize. So we come gradually closer and closer to the planet we're going to incarnate on and then eventually when that consciousness is fully recalibrated then it can enter into a human body.
0: Well that kind of ties in with what happened with the Philadelphia experiment when they went through time space continuum and they they lost their the, the uh, sailors oh, lost the their yeah. yeah, they lost their anchoring point point <laughs> yeah. right, and then you know some of them went crazy. Um, what about yeah. the research by Dr. Michael Newton Institute where they uh, have uncovered that apparently some souls are very advanced and they are able to simultaneously exist in many incarnations or avatars, we like to call them avatars, these are yeah. human yeah. avatars, right, and many, um, many maybe vibratory frequencies or planets, what, what's your, what are your findings around, around that?
3: Yeah, these are two, uh, I also want to comment on what you just said just before that, because it's kind of an interesting to understand that, but this is going to get us on a whole different topic, but I just want to kind of mention real quick why the experiments didn't work and why they were not only were, they were completely disoriented, but also when they went through the grid, now that grid, um, you know, another very important purpose of for the grid is to, uh, keep us connected to the rest of the universe. That's the point. So that anything that happens within the universe is instantaneously, uh, uh, landing, arriving, uh, it's broadcasted, first of all, throughout the universe, so that every single planet and every single intelligent life within the universe receives the same information at the same time. And so there is no, oh, you know what, let's create this planet and just, you know, push it, push it somewhere uh, at the edge of the universe and kind of completely not allow anybody who's living there to tap into universal knowledge. That, that It just doesn't work this way. It goes against, you know, universal, you know, truth. yeah. yeah.
2: Yep. The implication is that it goes two ways, and if we, if if everyone in the universe, everything and every being in the universe knows what's going with us, that means we know what's going on with every being in the universe.
3: You got exactly right. So that is really the purpose of of that grid. And so what happens is that uh, you. Well, what we'll happened? The hour.
0: Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Divide Paradigm on KCOR.
1: You are in the divine paradigm with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Some call Share your thoughts by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702 702-425- 425 9230 worldwide colors use Skype name KCOR Radio. More positive potential revealed in the exploration of the paranormal after this. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network. Broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news. It's time, once again, to unravel the mysteries of the universe by connecting the dots of the higher consciousness. You get to really sort of enjoy a bizarre ride. Become part of the show by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Tweet your thoughts anytime by using hashtag KCOR. It's my favorite thing to do every day. Escape the Matrix and join the conversation live in our chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Now, back to Divine Paradigm with your enlightened hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson.
0: Hi, we're back, Janet, Sasha, Tina, and Caroline, and we were talking about how uh, the grid, and we're going to continue with the grid. you want to say anything before Caroline no, comes back? No, let's listen. we're sitting here at the edge of a chair. Tell us about the grid. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I think, you know, I started by saying that this was the biggest discovery, you know, if I had to summarize everything. Um, it, it's because it explains so much, and so we were talking about the grid Um, its main purpose, other than being able to communicate telepathically, teleport, and have a sense of time-space, of course, it's really uh, to to allow every planet to be connected to the rest of the universe instantaneously and vice versa. And so the idea is that you incarnate here on the planet and you're a human, but you always stay connected uh, if you train your brain to function function here within the human frequency, but also to uh, remain connected to the rest of the universe through this grid. That's how you bring universal knowledge into this human body, into this human consciousness to evolve the human species. That's the point. And vice oh, versa.
2: Oh. Let, let me just ask you, <laughs> Uh, something, because uh, one guy that I interviewed, Freddie Silva, saying that the great sacred places on Earth have taken the grid into uh, consideration and add to the grid the coherence of a people that have worshipped there or, or communed there uh, for uh, millennia and that uh, these are uh, right over those kind of places that you would talk about, the vortexes. Uh, uh, can you relate to that? Yeah, well,
3: go yeah. ahead, So, So actually the grid is meant to be to allow the same information the same amount of consciousness and light or what have you to be present throughout the planet at the same time so it's not like Uh. you know you had you know what i mean like it's not like you had to be in in the pyramid of giza to get a better kind of type of energy However, if you saw the grid, um, you know, the way I have it animated, in fact, I I have an animation in the film. But if you saw how, yeah, if you saw how it's configured, what ends up happening, because it's three grids within one big grid, and everything's coherent, everything's fitting perfectly within the, you know, the geometry, what happens is that certain points overlap instead such a way that that particular point, that black hole, so to speak, is bigger. It's kind of like a highway intersection. So, there are certain highways that intersect with five other highways and other intersections that are only two highways. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So The yeah, so, so, traffic circle Yeah, exactly. So, if you were uh, so the main, there are 12 main uh, points, uh, that are connected to certain, uh, not quite, not really, but, uh, they're closer to certain sacred, what we call the sacred sites, but it's not necessarily that you're getting better information. You're getting more information or different information depending on what you want. So, because every intersection, like we were saying earlier, this grid allows you to to communicate, allows you to teleport, allows you to uh, simply connect with your other selves, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And so, and so it depends what you need. And in fact, there's so much highly charged energy, the larger that vortex is, that it's almost difficult to actually be there, uh, like right within that spot the whole time. And so, you know, because your human uh, cells, there's so much. It's like electricity. You know, it's like uh, being close to a generator, if you will. And so your body is like, you know, uh, short circuits. But, um, but so that that's the reason why. So, so so it's it's yes, it's true. There are certain points on the planet that are more charged, but they're not necessarily Mm -hmm. better. It's just that it's a bigger highway. You can get to different places and do different things, more things in those (laughs) locations. And that makes sense too, because it's like, okay, so if there isn't one like over Africa, so what do you do? You know what I mean? Like if you lived in Africa, do you have to go, you know, like you have to go to Stonehenge, you know what I mean? So so that's the idea of the planet and of this planetary grid so that every intelligent species, every intelligent being that is alive on a planet can receive all of the universal information directly, directly. We don't have to go to 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 Stonehenge to receive this information, you can receive it, you should be able to receive it while you're sitting uh, in your living room. That's the idea. And that's the point. And so, uh, but you tend to gravitate towards the, the points that serves more your serve your purpose. So if your purpose is to communicate with Mars, then you're probably going to feel like, oh, Oh, I need to move, you know, to to Hawaii or something because that is the closest uh, a zero point or vortex yes. or black hole. You know what I mean? That ha- that takes me like is a straight shot. It's a straight highway to Mars. So then, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you feel like oh, you know, I feel like I need to move and go somewhere else. It's because you're feeling that that is the next chapter in your life. So. Mm-hmm. So, well, but, that makes so, so
2: much that makes so much sense about us being here uh, in Maui, uh, close to uh, Mars, because uh, Mau- Maui was part of Lemuria, which was uh, the first uh, humanoids that, that were, were here were uh, from Mars. They were the Mal um, the Maldecan uh, refugees, and um, that's wow! That makes so much sense.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I was saying. Like this grid, if you, I mean, makes so much, it explains so much. And so what happens is that uh, the idea is that we come as a human, we train our consciousness to, you know, to recalibrate to the frequencies of this grid so we can function. But then we're supposed to keep those uh, pathways open. But what happens um, you know when uh, this grid has kind of a boundary? it's not it's not like one line in the sky, obviously, it's it's a hologram. So it continues on forever and ever. But there is kind of a boundary, like a frequency range. And so that boundary is about seven thousand miles above the surface of the planet. So if you can imagine that boundary being there, that would contain all of the information of, you know, that would contain the planetary grid. So uh-huh. what happens if, if you came in and uh, from somewhere and you position yourself in in the middle of some of those main pathways, if you brought your some kind of energetic block, so to speak, and you you block these highways well then the cosmic flow there the universal information the universal knowledge pouring into the planet will stop and so when you do that over 230,000 years the species that's you know inside you know that's living on this planet not having received universal information for so long starts to be uh separated it starts to feel isolated and that's what happened on planet Earth. That's the reason why you look around and you see humans that are functioning, you know, you know, based on fear and greed and competition and um, and separation. It's because they. What
2: caught uh, it? What, what? what what's uh, there's
3: a
0: there's what? a Errol de Grey. Uh, Art <laughs> Spencer uh, had alien interview and Errol the Grey, the one that was kept. At roswell and explained it she said that they created a prison planet uh this whole yeah. uh, quad i guess has been uh quarantined and a lot of people uh simple it that way was there some kind of purposeful quarantining by uh, done by, by somebody yeah. to prevent us from connecting to the universal consciousness
3: well there's actually two things so so the blocking happened uh by you know there are certain th- beings, uh, we don't want to name names and it's this species and that species because there's good be- beings in all the species and not so good beings in all the species. So, you know what I mean? Like we can't say, okay, it's the draconians and the reptilians and this and that. We're not pointing finger, but I'm just saying. So regardless of who, but it was those, there's types of beings within this planetary system that um saw that planet earth was was uh, actually actually they came from from beyond that actually but they saw that planet earth was a very young planet and and it's not just planet earth actually it's uh, it's throughout this planetary system and actually uh the neighboring planetary system so they wanted to experiment with this species it kind of like go oh look at this new kind of you know uh, species i wonder if we trained it to do something different, will it be will it behave differently? How would it evolve? So it really started as an experiment. And those beings coming from beyond this planetary system understood um, what the planetary grid does. It's basically it contains consciousness and it blocks universal consciousness. So so by them positioning themselves within those strategic points, so to speak, they were able to influence. Everything that was happening within this grid, meaning, uh, you know, the, the human species. So that's how it became a prison planet. It started as an experiment and then eventually it went into oh, well, it's kind of fun to be uh, taken for God <laughs> uh, and, and to, you know, and to be like so. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think well, that we other are thing, the, the other yeah.
0: thing. The other thing that's dawned on me as an experiencer or contactee is that the uh, isolation also uh, allowed us to diversify creation in different ways that may not have happened if we were continually connected to everything. So we had a mystery to solve, and we were disconnected, and so that uh, allowed us to be co-creators with God's source, but diversify our thinking, you know, outside of the box and in different directions. Otherwise, we would have just kept going kind of into the same area because we were connected to everything. So it was a way of... For, for consciousness and and the continuum to expand and grow and evolve in different ways.
2: Well, yes, yeah. even the, yeah. the right. you, if you're going the whole way, then the experiment and the experimenters are part of the a larger consciousness too, and they're they're in our consciousness as well.
3: Yeah, of course, and that's why they were kind of because there's free will. So they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to do. However, I actually don't totally agree with the fact that, because some people say, well, we needed evil to understand what goodness or what light is. And I don't really think so. I don't really feel that that's, that. to me, eh? I mean, everybody's got their you know personal feeling. But to me, I feel like, no, we don't really need evil to understand the light and look for the light. Because there's so many different ways of creating contrast and creating separation as, a, as an experiential, as a, as a holographic experience. It doesn't have to be real, you know. you know, because what happens is when you block, when you separate a species, you are interfering with their free will. This starts to break the universal laws because that child that you're telling, hey, I'm God, you worship me. You don't look for the source. I'm your God. First of all, you're that's not the truth, and second, you didn't give the the child the opportunity to say, well, wait a minute, show me source first and let me decide. You know what I mean? So that's where I feel like uh, this this uh, separation went in in the wrong direction because it it it, it took over the free will of the species and that's the problem so they could have experienced they could have created different types of contrast different yes. types of it you know what i'm saying without yeah, interfering with yeah,
2: the free will they, they, they reified uh, separation uh, the the, the uh, creation of polar opposites and, and thus a dimension they yeah. can, they confounded that and confused it uh, with acting it out to the extreme and having it uh, a uh, an actual separation leading to war and misery and suffering, exactly. and you could accomplish the same thing if you just understand the principles of the grid.
3: Exactly, and contrast, and contrast. So so that's why I, I, I don't totally feel that, to me, that's how I, I kind of see it. But also, I wanted to say that um, what happens is that with this uh, grid manipulation, because when you manipulate the grid, it's like you're manipulating the brain you know so the bigger brain so if the the human brain is functioning within this bigger brain and the bigger brain is dismantled and blocked and tear and like torn in different places well the smaller the smaller grid the smaller brain cannot like is not connected to anything so it's like you you cannot plug into anything and so what happens is that that brain um generation after generation after. To generation, 200,000 years later, that brain uh, trains itself, becomes uh, totally disconnected, but also the grid itself, don't forget, it's the structuring of the unified field itself, like the structuring of the fabric of space that, that yeah. was torn and dismantled. And that's a problem, because it's as if you were creating a hole in, within the fabric of the universe, and so what happened, well, for, this is just to a quick uh, reason, a, a quick explanation um, for the, uh, the, those experiments that you were mentioning earlier, Janet, why uh, they were totally disoriented. But not only that, sometimes they came out on the other side. They didn't have an arm or, or a leg or it was stuck. Right. You know, right. it was like that because the grid. Is not functioning properly. It's like the, the the circuitry is all messed up and the cables are torn. So you're supposed to start here and end there, but if in, in the middle there's some um, crisscrossing cables and things, you know what I mean. So then you you have accidents like that. So that's the reason why we up until the year 2011, I want to say. Um, uh the grid has been torn and dismantled and uh, not really usable uh, i mean properly and uh so now it's, it's it's so so that also explains all of these accidents um and, and so so i feel that uh, that now obviously the the presence of different types of beings that are showing up on the earth have to do with the reconfiguring and the rebuilding, if you will, of this grid. And so I feel yeah. like, um, I know that there is a new, um, when we call, when we talk about higher consciousness beings, it's not again, just the consciousness floating in nothing. It's, it's connected to a universal grid. And so, so those beings, um, you know, I, I know that we are, um, we are here more, uh, Mostly to reconfigure and uh, th- this grid system. And once this grid system is in place, which it is actually now, then the the humans can go back tap back into the proper functioning of that grid and tap into universal consciousness again. Does, does that make sense?
2: Wow. It makes a lot of sense. It's particularly one of the characters that. Uh, uh, Jillian Green has told her her uncle, uh, whose toast, uh, has come back to assist in is exactly what you're uh, as, uh, talking about assist in, in uh, taking care of the grid and putting it back in place, and so that we can feel empathy for one another and for everything and everyone else, too.
3: Exactly. So the problem is, though, where we are right now in the history and evolution of this, this you know, the human story, if you will, the new grid is already complete it's already in place if you will but it's the old grid is still there so it's it's like you have the dismantled one overlapped overlapping the new one and so that's why because people say well wait a minute you know if this new grid is in place how come we're still seeing all the chaos we are seeing all the chaos because you you have all these people on the earth that are still connected to this old plugged into the old grid and so eventually that's what people call the separation of the world what what actually happens is that it's those two grids are not coherent mathematically energetically spiritually you know on all levels so those two grids are going to gradually kind of separate and so then if your brain is tapped into universal consciousness you're going to be totally connected with this new structure that's now in place that wasn't here before. And then the people who are still plugged into the old system, the old paradigm will continue functioning that way. And so it's not that everybody's going to be converted. Like, you know, if you based your whole life on greed and distraction, all of a sudden you're going to be like this divine spiritual person. And, you know, it's kind of like doesn't even make sense from an energy standpoint. So so that's kind of what all the work that all the spiritual people working on their spirituality and consciousness, uh, they're going to have that framework. In fact, it's already in place to start plugging into these higher frequencies and connecting with the universe.
0: Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, We have four minutes. This is a break. So uh, let's kind of uh, wrap this thread. So is that what people are kind of uh, calling the ascension process?
3: Exactly. In fact, yeah, you read my mind, actually. It's exact. That's what the ascension is. It's not so much, you know, that you're going to go anywhere or that, you know, that there's a different dimension people say the fifth dimension. It's more of your entire consciousness uh, is now can plug itself back into a universal grid structure. That's that's what the ascension is. So then, that your brain and your human construct and your human consciousness is now uh, tapping directly into that new hologram that taps you directly into the universe. That is the ascension, and and so so you know where people say, well, what about the others? So this is, first of all, this is where free will, you know, is, that's the choice that many people have made. And, um, and, you know, I, I feel that every person who's creating their reality can find their own way. I mean, they're. You know, you have to, at one point you have to say, "Well, aren't we here to save them?" And you know, there's this whole conversation. They're being left behind, and you know. So, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but
2: <laughs> well, but, uh, I love everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I, 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 it's it's uh, each person is on their own path and uh, f- finding their own way to the light in their own unique way and I bless them that's how I feel about it
1: yeah
0: ultimately however it's sad to think that you know there might be some loved ones that are kind of left behind but uh, uh, we're coming up on a break here uh, in just like a 30 seconds here so when we come back let's talk about that and the multi-dimensional nature of ourselves now, I want to t-
2: talk about yes. the DNA findings that you got oh, yeah, oh we're yes. going to
0: have that yeah for sure. All sure. alrighty well we're on a break right now now, so you're listening to Divine Paradigm on KCOR. We'll see you in about three minutes.
1: You are in the Divine Paradigm with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. There's some call it Share your thoughts by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702. 702- That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide colors use Skype name KCOR Radio. More positive potential revealed in the exploration of the paranormal after this.
2: Looking for a radio show like no other?
1: We need something uh,
2: brand new. Then tune into the KCOR Digital Radio Network, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and get ready for The Quantum Shift. A great shift of consciousness is sweeping across the Earth. Are you ready for the dimensional shift? It is amazing, is it not? The Quantum Quantum Shift, hosted by Dr. Sam Muggsy and Kent Dunn. Be part of the fifth dimensional reality where consciousness prevails and the universal law of one is the only true reality. The Quantum Shift. Quantum Shift. Quantum Shift. Live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network.
0: Hello?
1: I I I can't hear you, but you can hear me, right? Now, I want to make sure I understand so a non-citizen can go over to a hospital and walk in and get emergency treatment. That never happens here. What happens? Jobs are created. Guess what happens? The economy grows. Then you have more people paying taxes. Do they not understand? I don't want to hear any more about Islam. I don't want to hear one more word about Islam. Take your religion and shove it you're behind i'm sick of you we fatigued by the identical mind-numbing viewpoints up and down the dial you fat pig who
3: lies on his back all day demanding that everybody else subsidize them what do you do jerk all right
1: well listen to the master of provocative insight dwight lily exclusively on the kcor digital radio network tuesday nights at 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern whether it's local or national news, Dwight has his finger on the pulse of the nation. So now you've got a case where Clive and Bundy, in an interview first broke in the New York Times, it is, his comments are beyond repugnant to me. They are beyond despicable to me. They are beyond ignorant to me. The Dwight Lilly Show. Never restrained and always opinioned. Talk without the fluff. The world is about to change forever. Get your weekly Dose of Truth every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. How do you like your radio? A little strange? A little scary? Maybe a little mode, just for good measure? Well, then tune into After Hours AM right here on KCOR Digital Radio Network. Every Monday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, we take you on a journey between the strange, unusual, and sometimes downright scary. Again, that's After Hours AM. Broadcasting right here on KCOR Digital Radio Network, 3 p.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. Eastern. Every Monday if night. If ever a breed
0: was affectionate, to a fault it's the golden retriever they're people dogs pure and simple and the golden
1: retriever rescue
0: of southern nevada needs your help if you would like to volunteer foster adopt or donate go to the golden retriever rescue of southern nevada's website at grrsn.org that's grrsn.org or call 598 gold that's 598 g-o-l-d
1: It's time, once again, to unravel the mysteries of the universe by connecting the dots of the higher consciousness. You get
0: to really sort of enjoy a bizarre ride.
1: Become part of the show by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Tweet your thoughts anytime by using hashtag KCOR. It's my favorite thing to know every day. Escape the Matrix and join the conversation live in our chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Now, back to Divine Paradigm with your enlightened hosts... Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson.
0: And aloha, we are back, Janet, Sasha, Tina, and Caroline. And uh, what did you Want to say, Sasha, for the final segment?
2: I hope we learn about the scientific evidence uh, of how D, uh, of DNA and what uh, that you've been studying and what it shows us.
0: Back
3: to you, Caroline. Take it away. Yes. So um, what I wanted to uh, do in this film uh, after all this year of working on consciousness and lecturing, and, you know, I wanted to put it in a film format so that, you know, hopefully the mainstream could at least also find that information. And uh, because for me, as I started saying it was very normal. It was nothing paranormal or supernatural to come in contact with a non-human consciousness. Uh, I wanted so so to me it was totally real. I had validation my entire life over and over and over. And so what I wanted to do in this film was uh, bring some sort of scientific evidence that contact does happen. And so. Uh, I, uh, you know, we looked at different things we could do and I, uh, eventually we found uh, Dr. Ryan, Glenn Ryan. Um, he's been working with water and also on DNA, uh, quite a bit. And, uh, and there's, there has, has been, um, quite a few, uh, experiments done on, um, life force and healing energy, on, uh, let's say the human energy field and the, the cells, um, uh, you know, functionality and things like that. But what I wanted to do was, uh, bring invoke a spirit entity. The idea was a non-human, um, consciousness when it comes in contact with us, what happens. And so, so, uh, Dr. Ryan was working with actual DNA samples from women's, uh, placenta. And, um, we, uh, d- designed several experiments. One of them was, uh, to, uh, he puts it in a, you know, container in a vial and uh, he measures, The frequency and the electrical conductivity that goes through that sample many times. We really did it scientifically, meaning over, we measured it over and over and over. We did it over a period of time and then we gathered a lot of data that he had. So we did it the proper scientific way. And uh, so he measured that uh, the electrical conductivity and the frequency of that DNA sample and then I came and, um, and I basically invoked a spirit entity. I, at that time I invoked, uh, Archangel Michael. And so as soon as I did that, that DNA sample, uh, shot up, like we measured 400% increase in electrical conductivity. And so, um, so, so it was like, what <laughs> I just had, so. Uh, so that was, yeah, just like that. It was very, very significant. And like I said, we go ahead.
2: Did you get different things for like uh, different, different, uh, uh, spiritual avatars or different, uh, different energies? Could you, Mm -hmm. was it varied or was it, or was it you?
3: Yeah, exactly. So that's where you know it was so in interesting all the findings that we f- that we got that we wanted to do more and make sure. Okay, so what happens if I do my Archangel Michael again over and over and over? Do we get the uh-huh. same result? What happens if you did that? If you uh, brought in Archangel uh, Michael, do you get the exact same increase? Or, you know what I mean? So, so we wanted yeah. to have that specificity. And then what if I brought, uh, I don't know, Archangel Gabriel now, do we, do we get 400%? Do we get 200%, you know? So, so we, uh, designed an entire, um, experiment, you know, ex- a series of experiment, but in the film, uh, we only put in one. And so, because, I mean, you know, for the editing purpose, actually we put two, but, uh, we have now a whole series of experiments designed, uh, to specifically do that, which is so exciting because this has never been done before. No one's ever, um, uh, you know, actually measured the the presence, uh, like uh, invoking some, you know, spiritual entity and measuring DNA. Uh, and also I want uh, something that's very, people don't know, actually it's Dr. Rines. Uh, he did some uh, other, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't remember the name of those those scientists. Uh, I, think, I think it's the University of Iowa or something. I have to look it up, but I do have that, that uh, scientific paper that show that when the DNA increases in conductivity electrical conductivity, it re- starts to repair itself. This means that if it's if the electricity is going at a certain rate and then you 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 know you boost that rate, you know, if the DNA is kind of not, not functioning, uh, well, or it, it kind of starts to change shape as well from being two-strand to being toroidal, which is extraordinary. You know, this whole concept, raise your vibration and raise your vibration. Right. Well, it, it, it is. We, uh, this is what yeah. this means. It's raising so the vibration. Medita- yeah. Meditation
2: prayer does that meditation and prayer, uh, is- it's bringing in uh, the same kind of energy you did, but I'm still curious about which ones are more effective and and how that works.
3: Yeah, so 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 in the film, so that's the first results that we put in, but we also uh, show, put in the film another very very, I mean, mind blowing uh, experiment. So what happened with that one is we measured all of the frequencies that were contained within this uh this sample again like i said it was scientifically done so we measured it over 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 a period of time and so there were certain frequencies that were present before and then well (laughs) i guess (laughs) i gave it away a little bit but um you know I, i mean so after the contact with this spiritual energy, uh, the DNA sample registered different things. So, I mean, so I'm going to let people go watch the film, but it's, it's, uh, absolutely mind blowing that we were able to, uh, measure scientifically evidence of this contact. So in the film, people may say, okay, well, how do we know it's not Caroline, you know, like, you know, as opposed to Archangel Michael, well, like I said, in the future experiments, we're, we're making the difference between when it's just me, what do we register when it's me and our, Arch- Archangel Michael, what happens when it's Archangel, somebody else, what happens? So we are continuing with that series, but, but even as you watch the film and you and you think, okay, well, maybe it's Caroline. Okay. But even if it's Caroline or, you know, the person in doing the invocation, I am not touching the sample. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not dipping my hand in the sample. I'm not injecting anything in the sample. I'm just looking at the sample. So how does that work? So the idea you're is. Coherent,
2: yeah. You're making a coherent field with the archetype,
3: exactly. with the fractal within you. Exactly. So whether it's me or me and Archangel, my combination of this and that, we're still able to measure a uh, significant, tangible, uh, you know, uh, the, the increase in the DNA. I mean, so that's why that's why this is very, very exciting. I mean, uh, and it's just mm-hmm. the beginning, like I said, we are, we've designed... Also, I did another experiment, which is not in the film, didn't make it in the film, but we're going to put it in the next film because there is a next film. <laughs> and that I did, yeah, and that I did... I don't know if you guys... I'm sure you guys know... Uh, Beverly Rubick. Um, uh, she works with with energy. Uh, I mean, these guys are at the frontier of science, and they've done a lot of uh, work with healers. You know, to to measure if there's any um, change in the electromagnetic field as a healer is, you know, doing remote healing or you know hands-on healing or something like that. And they were able to also uh, demonstrate that. And what I did with them, I was actually in Los Angeles, and they are—they uh, were in um, the Bay Area, in San Francisco area. And we, uh, I, I uh, suggested to do a long distance same thing in vacation. With the whole, um, with the, ar- the same archangel energy. Now they are measuring biophoton um, measuring, which is different than what Dr. Ryan was doing. He was measuring frequency and electric uh, electrical conductivity. They were measuring biophoton emission. So, so it was different. Uh, all pointing to the same thing. And and uh, again, it wasn't the bio. I mean, it was designed slightly differently because it was a uh, long distance. And they also registered a, a huge, uh, their machines were, went up like same thing, 400%. Um, so, I mean, we're onto something huge, I think. Um, and that's very exciting.
2: So, so wherever you focus your uh, attention, that's what becomes figure, uh, for you in, in, in the, in the ground of everything.
3: Yeah exactly exactly and so so that's what um what's what's very uh different in this in this film like i said is people can actually now see uh scientific you know evidence for that you know and so so this is a whole different level of just Just, you know, how many, how many years have we spent talking about raise your vibration raise your, you know, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, and when people say you're an experiencer, Janet, you know, that when you come in contact with another consciousness, you feel different. You are, you feel different. It's, we're not all crazy. You feel different because there is actual tangible, physical, physiological change in your DNA, in your cells. And that's what we were able to prove. (laughs) Right. See.
0: <laughs> and, and, I, and it's a different vibratory frequency. I come back sometime after an exchange. I, I'm either traveling to another place, or, or they're contacting me, and I, I sit there in my bed, and I'm waking up, and I'm I'm vibrating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, you, and you feel different. It's, you feel something change, something happened, and you can't put your finger on it, but you just know. And so that's why, I mean, now we're, we're starting to say, of course you, you do feel different because you're physiologically changed. So, and, and so that's okay. why, yeah. And so that starts well, to bring a so, lot of validation to energy healers, you know, spiritual channels, you know, all sorts of telepathic contact, all of that.
0: Right. And actually, uh- uh, it's like when I had a near-death experience, and then when I was on board the ship, and uh, a number of times, it's a different vibratory frequency, and it's very similar. When you're in the dead zone, it's very similar sometimes to the dimensions where you're uh, when you're in the presence of extraterrestrials, certain species of extraterrestrials. So that was one of the things that they were teaching me. I had a, I had a near-death experience, and then I was on board the ship within several months of each other. Wow. Um, they showed various multiverses. There were 24 different variables on this uh, potential future history. And, you know, there's total destruction to complete um, utopia and everything in between. And in both experiments, one was from the global perspective and one was from the personal perspective. And these were like lessons for me, and um, that I was a chooser. So it's kind of like what you're saying that, um, well, what I was taught is that I. I could change the channel or change the course and seek the direction that there's nobody outside, you know, going to do it for me, that the only one's going to do it is me for myself. And I had to learn how to do it. So I think that's part of that ascension process. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself in a negative uh, down spiral, you know, shift your channel. (laughs) Shift the lane that you're traveling in.
3: Exactly. Visualize and that's it. what we've been talking about. It's the old grid and the new grid, the old paradigm and the new paradigm, the divine paradigm. So, so right. the idea is that they're both here now at the same time. So it's a matter of you changing the channel. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect way of putting it instead of, you know, tuning into this channel, just change the channel and, and, t- uh, you know, plug yourself into the other one. It's as simple as that, you know, and, and we have it all the so tools.
0: You imagine it. You image it. One of the things that yeah. one of my uh, secret space program whistleblowers says is that the reason why the extraterrestrials are so fascinated with humanity is that we have uh, the ability to imagine. We can image things. It's like, it's like magic. We can bring things down from higher levels into third dimensional physicality like no other species can. Uh, we can bridge heaven and earth. So I, I got that. I went, wow, that's true. We can do it. We don't even need like like um, Tesla. Tesla. He would right. image something and he'd go build it and be perfect every time. He, he'd have to do a million tests and, and you know, they are. So, such, well, it
2: just, just, you know, in, in existential philosophy, uh, we would just say to those people that are experiencing themselves as in a dead zone where things are chaotic and, and not working, but they're not yet on a… a an Uplifting cycle that it's just a zone to pass through, but it's worth noticing. And you don't have to make yourself wrong, but it's time to observe. And the next thing will come, and it'll take you higher.
3: Absolutely, and and again, I think the simpler we make it for the world, you know, it's it's just like changing channel, like a software. This software makes your brain operate a certain way. This other software makes your brain operate a different way. So it's simply, uh, you know, as simple as deleting the old software, you know, maybe one program at a time, you know, and (laughs) then just plugging yourself in it's you know, the thing is the problem, uh, I mean, the, the good news is, uh, th- this grid, which is this, those higher frequencies, uh, Janet, that you're mentioning and, and, uh, what you were talking about, uh, Sasha as well, that, um, you know, it, they, they weren't, the, the grid was not complete. Like, it's almost like, even if you tried, it was much harder because you had to bypass this broken up, uh, hologram to tap into something much, but you know further away from the planet whereas now this grid this new um, paradigm is right here it's just uh, a matter of switching channels it's as simple as that
0: yes wow well (laughs) we're coming up to the close of the the last part so what do we want to cover we do have let's see how many minutes um i know about about five or six minutes what would you like to cover maybe seven minutes
3: uh, Sasha, did you have some uh, particular question, or?
2: Um, Well, I'm really uh, interested in the uh, specific distribution of uh, DNA, uh, 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 extraterrestrial DNA, in the planet. Do you have any generalizations about areas or anything like that?
3: Um, Areas? You mean where the different? Like, yeah,
2: like this is uh, the. Okay, so they, we know that Lemuria, uh, the tips of Lemuria are, are the ca- mountains of California uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and Japan and in the Philippines and Hawaii is one of the mountains. And we know that Atlantis Mountains are the canaries and the east coast of the United States. We, we know there's certain areas and we have some histories about how they were settled. And I wonder if that's reflected in the DNA that you looked at.
3: Yeah, uh, I think as in terms of history, I would agree with you, Sasha. That 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 would be the case. But I think now uh, the new paradigm, if you will, or the divine paradigm, as you call it, which I love, by the way, I love that title. Um, oh, it, it, and the new, the new kind of evolution, what is emerging on the earth. Uh, the DNA is surfacing everywhere at once so that, yeah, so that that's that's why we have children who are coming in at the age of five, like speaking light language or remembering their past lives or what have you, um, all over the planet at the same time, because uh, they are um, kind of helping uh, the new grid, the new frequencies kind of stay in place. So that's why they have to be uh, almost evened out throughout the planet as opposed to particular points and that uh, also in turn um, continues to 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 ground that new grid and allows them to to maintain that that connection, those pathways open, if you will, to the rest of the cosmos. So I think that is what's going to be needed for a while until that new grid is in place and then different points uh, start to be charged differently again. Does that make sense, Sasha? Uh,
2: it makes It makes. Uh, So much sense when, you know, at the uh, Council of Hatona, uh, it was uh, 12 uh, humanoid species and one reptilian species contributed to uh, the uh, uh, DNA and each wanted theirs to dominate the the others. But the time has has come now with the cooperation of the other species concerned with Earth to allow a a synthesis of the the best of all those potentials from all those places to emerge in us.
0: So yeah, and not only see some kind of disclosure yeah. from all this. Is this disclosure or is there going to be some kind of uh, revelations from the extraterrestrials that are going to, you know, build themselves
3: in yeah, a greater scale? I- yeah, but I don't think in the way that people think, uh, but I, I just want to uh, add something that to what Sasha just okay. said and then, and then kind of, uh, I think it will, uh, you know, combine with the disclosure thing. Uh, in addition to these different species, um, I want to say that at this particular time, there is a very rare universal DNA that is also present on the earth, meaning these, uh, DNA usually don't show, p- these beings don't show up in human form in any material form for that matter on any planet. But in this particular case, uh, there are those, there are some, uh, beings with, that are carrying a very, uh, much different type of DNA, um, that are showing up for the purpose of elevating even the current 12 uh, DNA uh, Mm -hmm. species, if you will. And so Mm -hmm. uh, now those just this is just to uh, uh, Janet asked earlier about how many beings you can have, how many aspects of yourself. Well, so what happens is is that those particular beings uh, are able to appear on the Earth at the same time or over a period of time so that they can maintain their DNA uh, around the globe or the globe um, and evolve it at the same time. So for example, let's say I have a particular DNA, uh, from a a further, like further away from the universe, not a local, so to speak. So my particular type of DNA can divide itself up in a different way than the, the local reptilian or whatever. Right. So when I arrive close to the earth, uh, and I know I have to sus- to implant my DNA to and sustain it over a period of two hundred and fifty years. So what I do is I divide, let's say, I fragment my uh, my per- my consciousness in such a way, my consciousness mass in such a way that I can appear all around the planet at the same time. But to each mm-hmm. particular aspect, so let's say. One of me showed up, uh, I don't know, like in the year 1600, another one in the year 1800, another one, et cetera. So looking at it from the perspective of the universe coming down, I have 32 different aspects showing up at the same time. But if I were looking at it as, oh, here's the me sitting, you know, here in Los Angeles or what have you, I would look at my other uh, aspect as past life and future self. Does that make sense? But it's all... It certainly does. It's all me. And so that's why the two questions oh. kind of are joined, that there are very unique new types of universal DNA that has uh, been implanted and is showing up on the Earth. And uh, that and it can departicularize, that's how I call it, and, and evolve in a completely different way, and it's spread throughout the planet. And that's what makes... Wow. Path- yeah. hmm so we,
0: we, we have one minute to close. Please tell us uh, your movie name again, uh, your website, so people can find you.
3: Yes please so so um, the the best way is to go to the movie website which is et-contact.com et-contact.com and they'll see all of the information and where eventually it's going to be released in October but they can uh, look at all the events that we're doing in the meantime and also if people are interested in in the consciousness work and they want to know more about the grid and and things like that different types of being they can go to my website, OmniumUniverse.com, O-M-N-I-U-M, OmniumUniverse.com.
0: Well, thank you so much, that's Perfect timing. Much love and blessings. Thank you for coming on today.
3: Thank you for
2: listening. Great rapping with you. Thanks You've so much.
3: Thank Paradise. you so much. Thank you so much and for having me. My <laughs> KCOR,
0: Aloha.
1: in three two one until next week we must leave the world of the divine paradigm but always remember you all exist on more than one plane or dimension and there is a shift coming a shift to universal consciousness a shift to the divine paradigm divine paradigm divine for more information on the Divine Paradigm as well as the hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson, please visit their website at AquarianRadio.com Divine Paradigm, live every Tuesday afternoon 2 2.30 p.m. Pacific exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Your transformational future is at hand this is kcor las vegas home of the digital radio network broadcasting from a shack just south of area 51 wait that doesn't exist this is the kcor digital radio network now for the news
2: progressive presents get pumped inspiration to help you do insurance stuff
1: okay time out you're
0: gonna let your budget be the boss of you take control with progressive's name your price tool Tell us what
1: you want to pay for car insurance and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you.
0: Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them!
2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.